gangbang shot you dead in the head um someone made fun of my makeup this week again (laughs) (laughs) at the bar no god not this time um that happened to me like two weeks ago when i walked in and someone was like which means like who is who is that man (laughs) but (laughs) oh no um it's okay um no it was just some random gay on the internet who was mad about something i tweeted and he was like check your contour before you come for me honey shady as fuck comebacks shady as fuck comebacks okay also was this about luna no i had gotten zero heat for that i was like getting angry about doxing or some stupid shit but like i you can't even see my contour in my profile picture what are these people talking oh, about it was if it was about the profile picture then no you you look great <laughs> i know and also i tweeted about this already but I really need the gay men to understand that I do not do drag for them. Like, I do it for me, and I do it for the straight men who are, for some puzzling reason, attracted to it. And they will let you suck your dick at the bar. Correct. (laughs) Wait. Can I ask you about your friend that wanted me to slit her throat and fuck her throat slit? Is that what she said? Is that not what she said? I don't know. I was drunk. Girl, I, was I don't speak beach. Italian. Well, she's she spoke the English. Was she? God, I don't I don't understand her when she speaks half the time. That's um, my friend Gustav. She's half Japanese, half German, raised in Brazil, moved to Japan like at age sixteen, like quadrilingual, no country human being. Uh, she's one of my drag sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah, we performed together. Her drag name is Laura's the Palm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, she was really hammered at, on Monday night. Was that Monday? Yeah, this week went on forever. Uh, to me, it flew by. Because I got fucked up on Monday. And then I got sober for two days until today. You're back in Spain. I'm back. Oh, yeah, I'm back in Spain. I left Italy. <laughs> <laughs> no more pasta. What do they even eat in Spain? Bowls? Girl, I'm, no, I am so tired of Spanish food, especially, I don't know if it's just the region I live in or whatever. All they eat is fucking grilled fish and grilled squid. Everywhere oh. you go, it's like, oh, you want grilled squid? <laughs> or you want, um, I guess they're called croquettes. I don't know. It's just deep fried potatoes with either ham or fish in it. Or paella, and I'm done with paella. I'm fucking <laughs> tired of paella. It's just fucking rice with fish. I don't even like seafood, and all I have to eat <laughs> is fucking seafood. Uh, I literally cannot name a single Spanish dish. Paella. I don't know that. You, you don't know paella? Okay, so you're saying it's some sort of rice and fish dish? It's like that gigantic rice dish in, like, fish sauce i guess and like pieces of fish i don't know Ew. to describe it it's pretty faint it's it's like their pizza all i eat here is fish like i eat fish that's like served to me on a plate that looks like it just came right out of the fucking river and its eyes are bulging at you like but still <laughs> like i don't know what it is but like fish sauce sounds extremely unappealing well i grew up in thailand so for me fish sauce well Spanish isn't really fish sauce. It's just like a fish broth. It's different from like oh, Asian okay. fish sauce. I got you. But also, I I can eat like sashimi and sushi all day. Like uh, raw fish, I guess. Or maybe because of the wasabi or the soy sauce. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me. But if you serve me like a grilled trout, I will not eat that. That is disgusting. Like you said, <laughs> I can see the head and I will not eat that. I, I was raised, okay, before I moved to Asia, where I'm from in Italy, I was raised in the mountains. I grew up on mushrooms and boar. Do not feed me fish. It's stanky. <laughs> no, it's okay. Fish is stinky. I mean, it's just, it's true. It just, it just, like, I'll eat it, but I come from the mountains. Let me eat, like, fried mushrooms and boar, and I'll eat Bambi, you know, <laughs> horse. 
I love oh, I eating fucking horse. Love horse. I love oh. horse. Horse is good. Horse is delicious. Um, my boyfriend and I go to uh, for Valentine's Day. We go to a like a <laughs> to horse, horse shop. Yeah, we go horse eating, and uh, they have like this raw horse and like rice. It's so fucking good. I could eat it all yes. day. Raw horse with just a little bit of lemon and mm. salt. Yes. Yes. Okay, here's us literally shitting on fish and then praising the joys of raw, raw horse, horse meat. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make sense that we would be into fatty, raw horse meat. Yes. Yes. Fatty. I can't go any further with that. The Grammys. Wait, it was, wait, okay, I thought you were going to say something about a horse cock. I was like, okay, let's just, no. No, I, I wasn't going to let myself go there. Oh, okay. Well, I did. <laughs> yeah, the Grammys. Let's talk about the Grammys. They exist again. I don't want them to, but they're still here. The thing is, just like the Oscars, I am so tired of every year having the same fucking discourse oh about it. Oh my god, every year. When is it going to end? It's not about who's snubbed and who's not. And this year, of course, there were people that were super snubbed. It's about it being seen as this cultural fucking uh, what what's the word Girl, I don't know oh yeah when, absolutely when when every year they're completely disregarded and Madonna has 7 grammys Mariah has 5 grammys Diana Ross has no grammys Bjork has no grammys why are we still talking about the grammys in comparison to what is good or not in the music industry. People, real people don't care about Grammys. No. Real and, people I mean, don't even know about that. And if... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, the Grammys are... They're stupid. Like, I don't even know how they come up with these categories or who is deciding them. It is for nobody. It is a completely malfunctioning organization. But the fact that... Twitter every single year has to go on a panic rampage about who is not getting nominated and what an act of oppression it is. I cannot deal. <laughs> I literally last year, oh, I'm so tired. I catch myself because now having listened back to five episodes of Gang Bang, I catch myself always doing this. I and then I pause and I go, I, I and then I make my <laughs> Ay ay ay! I'm like I, 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 and then I go. I can tell I you that no one else noticed, only you do, and then you calling attention to it is now making it a thing. Well, go back and listen. Go back and listen to all the other gangbangs. Give us some streams and check it out. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Um, check it out. By the way, our first it out. our first episode is somehow like getting so many streams. And I'm like, why are you starting from the worst one? But what do we regardless. even talk about? I don't recall. I I every time like one of my one of my really good friends in Italy uh, posted a screenshot that he sent our podcast to one of his friends, and he linked the first one. And I was like, why send him the latest one? Like that's where we get into the groove. Do not send him the first one. I don't even know what the fuck we talked about, but I just know it's bad. Oh yeah, I mean, I just had the perfume nationalist on. Uh, I'm so popular, and he was like. Yeah, like, my podcast is, like, meant to be listened to from episode one until, like, the end. And I would never want anyone to do that to no, I'm no, So no, Popular no, no, no. or Gang Bang. Like, please do not. I, I, in fact, request that you do not. Oh, please, we're not a soap opera. There's no continuity issues. Just get into where you can. It's fine. I mean, we're kind of a soap opera. <laughs> I mean, our life is. Grammys. Uh, exactly. I forgot what I was... <laughs> What the fuck was even talking about, you see? We are delusion. The Grammys fry my brain. They make my brain go burr or, like, whatever that stupid meme is. Like, I really cannot comprehend them. I didn't... I also was asleep when they were announcing all the nominations, so it took me forever to piece together the narrative, and I still don't get it. I was... I was watching The Crown, and then I had uh, my phone in one hand being like, Oh, best contemporary Christian artist. Like, shut the fuck up. Just... Why but, um... was Dua Lipa announcing it? Who asked her to do that? No. 
what's weird is that like they got Dua Lipa to announce it, but did you watch the video that were like when she was then announcing and the guy's like, by the way, you're also nominated. Watch and see. And she's like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah, just keep watching. And she's like, oh my God, thank you so much. That's weird behavior. Very bizarre. Especially that last year, last year, didn't they just, um, either the woman removed herself or they fired her and like she came out publicly saying that the Grammys were literally corrupt. Just last year, did we all forget? Did we all collectively forget? Uh, I mean, they really like stink of it. Like the Oscars at least kind of have a vaguely transparent voting process. And even though it always picks garbage mm, movies. I think they're, I think they're both garbage. I mean, they're both awful, but I would, I would say that like the Oscars are garbage in a way that's a little bit more laced with integrity. Whereas the Grammys are, is mm. merely just a show. Yeah. Especially when and, the, during the, what did the weekend tweet today? Like, weeks of us, um, weeks of us practicing or, or collaborating together for a show for the night, and then again, no nominations. You, do you know what Something I do like not that. care about? I do not care about the weekend not getting a nomination. I think it's so funny. I love watching men suffer. No, okay. If it was somebody else, yes. No, agree to disagree. Because, I mean, Okay. Blinding How Lights is you... overrated. I'm going to say it. Mm. Overrated. I I wouldn't say it's amazing. I wouldn't say it's overrated. Compared to half the... I mean, compared to Say So, or Don't Start Now, or Circles by Post Malone, like, are those not overrated compared to something like Blinding Lights? Like, if that's overrated... That's, that's what completely is every, fair. Every, also, can we talk yeah. about the fact that a Dr. Luke-produced song is getting a Grammy nomination in 2020. Yeah, I, I am so tired. I am so <laughs> tired. Oh, it, it's just such a show of, like, what a sham all of, like, these, um, like, cancellation operatics are because, like, no one ever actually was doing anything but to save face. Like, they were ready to nominate him as soon as he started making music again. They, like, may as well have nominated fucking Kim Petras. And... He's not credited as Dr. Luke. It's Tyson T-Rats. I read that, yeah. So, <laughs> I have no words. I, I don't even have... I Also, this Billie Eilish song, is that the one that she wrote for James Bond? Because I've, I've no, literally never No, I think it, it was like a random song. single. Literally no impact. Everything, I've never... Like, Circles I've heard, Savage I've heard, Don't Start Now I've heard, Say So, Rockstar... Colors by Black Puma. I, I'm sorry, I've never heard. Black Parade, yeah. I can't believe but, Black Parade was nominated. Well, Beyonce is Beyonce. She'll she'll get nominated. Ugh. Whatever. No, okay. I, I mean, I, the I've honestly heard this song like three times. But being a Madonna stan, I will say that having Beyonce always lead the Grammy nominations most of the time, like all of the time to me is great. Cause like I tweeted about the other day, she's literally outside of Madonna. She's probably one of the most out like in her music. And she's one of the most, most outspoken artists, mainstream artists out there right now. She's black and she's basically almost 40, which to the music industry considered like, not even middle-aged, old-aged. So for her to get as many nominations and to at least get the acknowledgement she does, I think is great. I don't want to comment but, any further on Beyonce because I already explained on um, the I'm Not Popular episode, the Beyonce Horror Picture Show, I already explained everything I, I feel about her. So I don't need to... <laughs> I um, am glad that... She's getting recognition. I'm going to say one more thing, though, and it's that last good album was self-titled, and I do not see her getting another great album again in the near future. Okay, well, great album or not, I still love Beyonce, so let's just agree to that. Yes, I do like Beyonce as well. Um, Also, Everything is Love is one of the worst albums I've ever heard. (laughs) Oh, I... 
I'm hyperbolizing. It's not that bad, but I still hate it. I hate it. When Oh my the- god, Dr. Luke is a rapist. <laughs> Why is he nominated? Look over there. Look over there. Also, okay. <laughs> if if I really wait, wait, wait. Let me take a let me take a sip as I contextualize um Dwalipa getting album of the year nomination oh, and god. my thoughts on it. I- let me just let me just chug this beer right quick. I hate Dua Lipa discourse. I, I'm losing my mind over this. I'm about to go nuts. Let's hear it, bitch. Let's hear it. Fuck you, Dua Lipa. <laughs> I just literally jumped. Fuck you, Dua Lipa. Fuck you, literally. Dua Lipa. You nationalist cunt. First of all, <laughs> you're going to erase half of Eastern Europe on your Instagram and then you got to get nominated for album of the year out of an album that made like <sighs> who is she? Who the fuck is Dua Lipa? Like she is a psyop, literally. Like I think they just picked the most bland, absurd, boring, basic-looking woman and they're like, "Okay, we are going to push the shit out of this girl because she's secretly a CIA operative." It's the only <laughs> it's the only way this can happen. I would have literally been less. No, no. Okay, no. Wait. Before I go off, <laughs> let me contextualize the fact that an album like Future Nostalgia could get a nomination for Album of the Year, while an album like Confessions on a Dance Floor <laughs> was relegated to uh-huh. Ben's Dance slash electronic, whatever that even fucking means for a Lord. fucking pop album because Confessions is a pop It's a album. pop album. Oh, Jesus. But whatever that means. Future Nostalgia is a fart album as far as I'm concerned. I, <laughs> I really Farting nostalgically? Understand. Farting nostalgically by Dula Peep. <laughs> Future no nostalgia. That didn't work at all. It's okay, baby. I, I, I get some. I don't get some. Dua Lipa gets. <laughs> Dua Lipa gets more than Rina Sawayama, though. <laughs> and not for Rina. And fuck none, you, bitch. Fuck you, Rina. Oh my god. I literally was like, ca- I was cackling, like looking at my phone when she was like, she's so snubbed. And I saw this one tweet, and it was like. She made the most adventurous pop album of all time. She oh, spoke flag. about LGBTQ. I was like, oh my god. Not this does not a good album make. Like, hello? Okay, no, you know what? I will say Ugh, it's a what? It's not a bad album. No, I like but the album. I don't care. But the fans? I don't care. No. I don't care. The- and <laughs> but to be honest, it's cyclical. Because fags would have had to say the same thing about Born to Die or fucking, um, what was that Marina album? Electra Heart? Electra Heart. Like, oh my god, Electra Heart was snubbed. She was talking about women's issues and, like, you know. Like, merely talking about an issue does not make it impactful. A great album make. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, Born to Die pretty i mean that's a pretty good album about femininity but it's even like in her repertoire like the least articulate like that and like less it was a moment but given what she's done since it's weak and then didn't she like get nominated did did she win or something for she didn't win but last year she lana was literally nominated for album of the year for no more fucking wrong yeah and then pitchfork was gave it like the number one or they tied it with that stupid fka twigs album I I like both of those albums. I hate Magdalene. I hate that record. Oh. Because I used to love FKA Twigs. I used to stand Mama. I used to stand the cunty leg down boots house hunty. Like <laughs> do not ever again on the Gangbag <laughs> podcast say I used to I used to stand Mama. I used to stand. It's a joke. Okay. <laughs> Don't bring that shit here, please. I used to stand. I used to I really used to stand her though, like for real. Like I bought LP1 on vinyl. I I have every single one of her singles and her records on vinyl except for Magdalene because the record sucks. Jack Antonoff, get your greasy sausage man fingers off 
of these girls' records. Please. Hello? You know what's crazy? (laughs) (laughs) I keep... I'm looking at the Album of the Year nominations. And Haim is standing in front of me. Oh my god. How did this happen? And who even remembers that album? There were two good songs in the record. Um, Having said that, Woman in Music Part 3, the first person that comes up under the nominations is Rostam from Vampire Weekend. Oh, yeah. And to, I, I've, this is a story, like, he, w- I went to their concert when they were touring uh, Contra, that was the album. I like, love Contra. Yeah. Uh, they came to Bangkok and I went to see them and he was like, I saw him and that was like, for some reason, what cemented me being gay because I just saw him playing, I guess, the drums or whatever the fuck he was doing. And I was just, I, I kept turning to my friends and I was still in the closet. And I was like, oh, that's my husband. That's my husband. And my friends thought I was joking, but I was like, no, I want him to fuck me. <laughs> Ugh. Did you, he's a bottom for sure. I don't know. Did you listen like, to his uh, solo album? He's a bottom girl. I, I didn't listen to his solo album, but I listened to to the one that came out like a decade ago from his <laughs> band Discovery. Uh-huh. Yeah, his, well, so. you listen to his solo album, and I I have, you are going to understand that he is a bottom the house down boots cunty leg mamot. <laughs> mama. Yes, mama. So what? We can always find a way. Oh, yeah. I mean, two bottoms make a top, but two tops, I don't know about that. Two tops just... Two tops makes a hand job. Yes. And none for Rina Sawayama. And none for Rina Sawayama. You will never be Utada. No, you will never. She will, she will never touch Exodus. Ever. Ever. Ac- she will Exodus, never be Lady Gaga. Exodus. No, and can we... To, to tie this into a pretty little bow, who was one of the only <laughs> mainstream Western artists to praise Exodus? That fucking cunt. Smelly ass... 89-year-old Elton fucking John. bottom Elton John. I think he has a fetish for Japanese girls. No, he just has a fetish for anybody that's young and smells like success. That's does, his fetish. Does he want to collab? Like, what does he want out of this? It seems well, fetishistic to me. It seems super fetishistic. It seems like he just, he's a leech. He's a leech. Elton John has never made any music better than the new Trisha Paytas album. The new Trisha Paytas album, I think, is fucking fantastic. Let's talk about it's it. It's a blast. Yeah. Um, it's not my style of music. Like, um, I kind of uh, did that in middle school, and it's a little painful for me to revisit. But I thought it was well done and cute. Good for her. I, well, depends what, uh, you see, I, I, <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, depends, because when I was in middle school, when this type of music was popular, it wasn't my style, but it's something I clearly remember being part of the musical scene and something my friends would listen to and something I was subjected to. So having something that resembles that music, but actually being targeted, because it's Trisha, clearly at a gay audience or the gays of the time... It feels like she's basically uh, streamlining her music to us, m- me, yeah. that yeah. specific audience that was like of a certain age, <clears throat> three years old, um, at the time. So I had a blast with it. It reminds me of something that my friends were listening to that I never would have listened to, but that I could have listened to had this actually been the music that was coming out at the time. Because I... I mean, I listened to My Chemical Romance, and they were actually my first concert. But the rest, like, who was famous at the time? Um, all the other white boys. Like, I don't know, Panic at the Disco? Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy. Um, I was, I really, uh, yeah, I loved Panic at the Disco and Paramore. Yeah, Paramore was later, Th- those yeah, were the twilight okay. that years. was my middle school moment okay all oh, right <clears throat> we i understand that you're an elderly older citizen okay but you have to think of i love youth. murder she wrote okay 
I love I've never Jessica seen Fletcher. An episode. <gasps> what? It's an Amazon I, I, okay. Prime. I know. I would love it. I know I would. It just is very daunting to me because of how much content there is. No, but there's no through line. There's no... I know, but still, I really don't like just, like, watching bits and pieces of a show. Um, it's why I don't watch, like, scripted drama TV either, because, like, I, I barely have the energy to commit to it. But, but there, it's a show from the 80s. There's literally no... It's episodic to a fault. There is no... Recurring characters, nothing. Like, every episode is just this old woman going somewhere, and then wherever she goes, somebody dies. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the 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 enjoyment of the show is just seeing this woman basically be the catalyst for a death. Okay, well, I will investigate. I'm sure I'd like it. I just, I, I really actually do not like scripted TV, like, at all. <laughs> like, um, I you like, like H- friends. <laughs> oh, shut up. I like HBO girls. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, for another day. Cause I know you like Lena. I, I love Lena Dunham. I no, will never day. apologize for Zach, it. I love you. Another day. Another day. Another day. Should we take a break or do you want to talk more about Trisha Paytas? No. Um, I love 2005 stream 2005 and I love to go smoke a cigarette and take a nice, thick piss right now. Oh, disgusting. Okay, I'm gonna smoke. I'll see you in a sec. We're back. Back. Um, so Sia made a movie. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Again. Again. What is it called? Music starring who? Maddie Ziegler? Uh, yeah, that... Dance Mom's her. cunt. Yeah. <laughs> She's over 18 a- now, so I can call her a cunt, right? Maddie Ziegler age. I'm Googling it. Oh, thank God. She's 18 as of, like, literally a month ago. Maddie, you cunt. You, you fucking, fucking cunt. cunt. Okay, you so- ableist cunt. Somebody told Sia that she should make a movie about people with autism. Who told Sia to do that? She said it's based on her best friend. Oh, who told her to do that? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I cannot wait. The trailer looks awful. The music sounds like shit. Maddie Ziegler, do not think she can act. Um... And I love movies about people with autism, like those like really, really gucky you sentimental love movies, movies. About like with autism. I do. I mean Forrest Gump. And I don't love I actually I've never do seen not it. I don't actually like Forrest Gump. I just think that it's like a complete hammy mess and I like to I like to look and I like to laugh. Uh, Zach. Not at people with autism. I just think it's funny when like how do you say the opposite of neurodivergent? Is there, like, a, a word that people have invented for this? Uh, not neurodivergent? <laughs> not, okay, I think it's very amusing when not neurodivergent people make these gucky... Yeah, I mean, all of this makes me really stoked for to watch this movie because I think it's going to be a complete flaming train wreck, and I mean... It's kind of talk a about a train wreck. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a miracle that a movie like this can get like made anymore and financed, and that not one person well, was like. Well, of course, it got financed because Sia has box lux money. Uh, yeah, four cents. <laughs> <laughs> four cents. All from you. But my favorite whole thing about this was when um, people were like tweeting Sia and were like, "Well, why didn't you cast an actually autistic person in the role?" And she was like, well, maybe they just weren't good enough at acting. <laughs> and the, the tweet got like 7,000 likes. I was like, I thought I was going to get ratioed. But then like the tweet won the day. I was like, I was grasping my pearls. It was fascinating. It Because it, she did say that um, she worked with uh, a two foundation. Two people on the spectrum. She had two people no. on the on the spectrum 
consulting no, her. No more. Is what I she think said. it's more. I think it's something like thirteen. I I'm not sure. No, she said she two. Because everyone is making podcast jokes, and they're like, "Oh, like me listening to Red Scare, me listening to Not Really." None of the gangbang stands were dim enough to try it with that joke, though. So good job. Well, the the gangbang stands that just don't even tag us; they just quietly post about us and let it out in the universe. All fourteen of them. Um, but no, because she she made a tweet that was that was like, um, I hired uh, something like X amount of trans actors and X amount of neurodivergent actors. And then after she said that, people were coming at her for working with the specific um, um, charity, and they were like, "Oh, they are they are a terrorist company." Oh, oh, ugh. the movie looks like it sucks. Like the movie looks like it's ass. Fucking what's her name, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Oh, I don't even know, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Just that person who exists. That person that was, she existed in the 2000s. I mean, that's probably why they had to cast Maddie Ziegler, a non-actually autistic person, because, like, who wants to be in this fucking movie? No, but then that bitch, like, shaved her head, like, she's going, like, what does she think she's doing? You think you're going to go for your Oscar moment in a Zia musical about people that are autistic? From Sia, <laughs> you dumbass. You're gonna shave your head for this shit? I mean, not that shaving your head is bad. Oh my god, we're gonna have to delete this whole Don't thing. Don't d- stop censoring the show, or I swear to god, I'm gonna I'm gonna start recording everything and then I'm going to expose gangbang. Oh, I I have files of everything. That's why I get uh You have the vaults. <laughs> um yeah, like, I just, this, shaving your head is not bad, but, like, if you're, like, a working actress, it is a move, because no one wants to put you in a wig. It's expensive. Sia just should have stuck to Vox Lux. Vox Lux. Let's, okay, I don't let's know. talk okay, about it. Wait, 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 wait. Let me say this first. Uh-huh. You told me... A couple days ago, why don't you rewatch Fox Lux? Because I want to talk about it. And I didn't even think about it, so I just rewatched it today. And then today I was thinking about it. I was like, why? <laughs> so why? Well, the reason is that Sia wrote all the fucking music for it, and it was an executive producer on the movie. I think executive producer was probably just well. So Natalie Portman was also an executive producer. You can call anyone you want an executive producer. Can I say something? Uh, I think... No. (laughs) You know what I was going to say. No, I don't. What were you going to say? I think Natalie Portman sucked. Not sucked. Whoa. That's too strong a word. Whoa. But she did not eat as much as she thinks she ate. Wrong. 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 You know why? None for Rina Sawayama. Thousands of gay men. Wrong. Killed thousands of gay men. You just killed thousands of gay men, literally. I'm furious right now. It's because I think given the premise of the movie where her part is one day okay, in the life Okay, hold up. Of, slow it down. We need to tell people what this movie is before we even get there. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Two years after the fact, let us talk about Vox Lives. Okay. So that's I, what Gangbang is all about. I was really rooting for this movie before it came out because it was coming out around the same time as A Star, a Star is, is Born, born was. <laughs> yes. And so I was like, oh, my God, Natalie Portman beat Lady Gaga. Get the Oscar. Get her. Go, go, go. Um, that did not happen, <laughs> but um, it did not come to Japan, and so I just ended up watching it on my, like, shitty little computer at home and fell in love with it, um, and then they were going to release it this year in Japan under the name... This year? Popstar. Yeah, Japan takes, like, five years to get Western movies over here. It fucking sucks. Jesus. Well, you guys have a strong, like, local cinema, like, local, yeah, cinema yeah, I mean, there's a good one that shows this stuff, and I got to see, like, Climax. Oh, no, I, me- I and- meant, like, cinema industry, like, like, like Thailand. Like, there's a ratio oh. of how many foreign movies can come in between, uh, from how many local movies. So, that's why not all, like, 
indie and stuff movies coming to Thailand because the local scene is pretty good, just like Japan. Yeah, I mean, and also the reason is that they, um, for, like, Western release movies, they do a lot of, like, promotional marketing behind it. They have to make merchandise. They have to design, like, flyers that they hand out to you at the movie and, like, um, movie bills and stuff. And they have to get the merchandise over. So it takes, like, because I don't know. I don't know how it is in Thailand, but in Japan, when you go see a movie, it's, like, a like a whole, like, merchandise experience. Like, they give you a mini poster. I've gotten, like, file folders. They sell merch. Like, you can buy the soundtrack. Like, it's a whole oh. thing. I mean, I... I've gotten that if uh, if we go to the to opening night, like I love <laughs> I love Star Wars, and <laughs> I'm a fag, and I, can't I love wait to Star- talk about I, Star Wars with you one day. By the way, that's got to happen. If you go opening night, they will give you literally, like you said, a folder with maybe like a keychain or a pin along with a movie poster or a calendar, like, they will give you that to yeah. entice you to go on on opening night. Yeah, I, I, I really like that um, part of that Asian theater-going experience. But anyway, um, and you it's didn't get cheap. to see it in... It's I didn't, cheap. Yeah, they, well, they're not that cheap here. It, it's more expensive than in America to see a movie, but... Oh, oh, no, in Thailand, it's, like, if I go opening night IMAX to see um, a mainstream movie, like Star Wars, DC, whatever the fuck... Like IMAX 3D, whatever. It's probably like 300 baht, which is 10 euros. Yeah, girl, that's um like 30 euros bucks? for. It's like 30 bucks for me. Oh, whoa! It's not a joke. Yeah, so I just dump my fucking money into the movie system because I am obsessed with going to theaters. So me too. I met that. That's. I miss it so much. Last I movie go. I saw in theaters was Rise of Skywalker. I oh, am that's so disappointed. So sad. No, I <laughs> saw like um, maybe fifteen or seventeen movies about this year in the theater. Oh fuck you! I know. Sorry. Okay, back to Vox Lux. I didn't get to see this yes. in a theater because um, they canceled the release because the of COVID. I know. I'm really jealous, but um, I've seen the movie three times. I watched it once by myself, and then. My friend has a projector at his house, so we watched it there, and then I, I watched it again tonight. And this movie is about Natalie Portman playing a kind of washed-up singer. But I it, disagree, um, though. Well, well, shut. Just hold up. It starts with her from the beginning of her career as a school shooter survivor, and it tracks kind of her corruption, and then. Her role as a pop star later in life, along with the relationship that she has with her sister and her daughter. And it's a pretty severe critique on American celebrity culture, basically. And not just celebrity culture, but kind of America as a whole. Yeah. You can say she's not washed up, but she's a little... I mean, she's still very prominent, but she's kind of like the blackout era Britney when we see her in this movie. I think it I think it is satire front to back, but the satire presented in the first half is very dark and more straight faced because it needs to be. You can't like unless you're like doing a John Waters movie, it's pretty difficult in um the contemporary moment to pull off a school shooter scene followed by like bald faced comedy, you know? So I think mm-hmm. it makes a good tonal choice and being a lot more earnest in its beginning but then when it jumps um you know that like what is it like 16 17 years yeah goes yeah when it 2000 because it goes from 2000 to 2001 which is the first bit and then yeah it's like 2017 in the second one yeah yeah so i think that like the the satirical edge of the second half is a little more pronounced a lot more pronounced we'll be honest it's a lot more pronounced but i don't think it's to the detriment i think it's very much intentional and you know the budget stuff i can get but she's talking about how this um big grand like tour that the film kind of like puts its fulcrum point on at the very end is is uh she's like oh i'm opening to thirty thousand people (laughs) 
Well, that's a lot. Is it? More than Mariah opens to. Well, <clears throat> I mean, but it, it makes sense for, like, that stage that she's at in New Jersey. So, um, I do think that the movie well, yeah, was confined it... by budget and it could have pulled off, like, that, um... Well, also wearing the same outfit, like, five songs in a row, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Like, Natalie I mean... Portman was inspired by Madonna and Lady Gaga. Six songs, same outfit. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, but, this documentary of Lady thing, Gaga and the, the art pop also, era. That's the thing that gets me confused about the movie. As a satire, it like, if I look at it, because I think, that's why I think it's genius. There's just so many fucking angles you could look at it yeah. as, a, as a think piece on just 21st century culture. As the title credits come up, that's literally what the tagline is, what a uh, 20, 21st century think piece, what does it say? Something Definitely like not think piece, but something along that line. You know what I mean. Um, a movie, a little movie about a pop star, how can you not tie it into other pop stars? And then given what Natalie Portman said, I, I totally see where she comes up as the, like, Madonna, I guess. And the Gaga. Yeah, well, she resembles art pop Gaga a lot because she's, like, coked out of her brain and, like, having a mental fit every 10 seconds about nothing. Okay, but what did you see? Because I know what I saw when she channeled Madonna. Or not her specifically, but the script. That I was just like, oh, that's Madonna. Okay, well, I think it's the... What did you think was that? It's kind of a lot of the stuff around the diner when she's, like, having that conversation with her child and then like she's like walking away and they have that conversation about like branding basically and how the worse shit you make like the more attention it gets and the only thing that matters is having an angle i can kind of see like some madonna isms there i saw madonna isms there but i also saw it in the scene where she gives the press conference and then she speaks, oh, yeah. and then Willem Dafoe <laughs> gives the explanation, and it's like, oh, Willem Dafoe basically, like, she gives whatever spiel she does, and then Willem Dafoe, in his narration, says, just like the politicians of her time, she just says whatever the fuck, basically, whatever the fuck she wants to say, because it's a statement, and then when asked to actually explain it, she just runs away. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. that's Madonna to a T. I just, because the first thing when I saw that scene, I just thought about, I've often thought about blowing up the White House. (laughs) And I was like, if Madonna had said that in like a setting like Celeste, that would have been the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, Well, I think that like, you know, you're kind of talking about Natalie Portman's horrible accent and like this really exaggerated. Terrible. Terrible. Oh, absolutely awful. But for me, it works really well. Because I think that, you know, we get to see this really earnest character in the first half, like, turned into a total inflated caricature with, like, no soul, like, literally possessed by the devil, as the film suggests. And But um, that's that's another thing I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, I, it just, it's not, I don't think it has to be literal or metaphorical. It just But then like what a, did they put that, because they, they say that, and then wh- what I gained from, um... When the the movie says Willem Dafoe comes out saying, oh, because earlier in the movie, she says, I did something really bad. Yeah. And then, and it, then um, we, we hear at the very later, end of the movie what it she is. She made a deal with the devil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then, as I understood that scene where her sister and her daughter finally, like, smile looking at her, I understood, personally, I understood that as them being like, Oh, that's the best person she can be. She can be a great yeah, mother. Yeah, no, I, I completely she'll agree. She'll never be a great sister, but look how she owns that. Yeah, no, and then exactly. You add the I mean, whole subtext of like, did she actually make a deal with the devil? Is this what the no, whole it, song? It, it doesn't. The it doesn't about? actually know. matter if she did or she didn't. Um, because I mean, metaphorically, she did because she sold her. Yeah, metaphorically. So it doesn't matter if it's literal or not. It's just you know something to be considered that the script puts on you. But I think that and the scene when um, her 
sister and her daughter are like watching her and are like tearing up at the fact that their mother is like actually a human is like the success I'm of so that ugly. huge hold, hold up it's like that huge success of like the first half being a absolutely stone-faced dark cold film and the second half being a ridiculous pompous mess is because then we get to see that bizarre like inflated character like actually amount to being a human it's like and then when the that final shot when it all like blows up into color like every time i feel it in my gut girl you've seen this movie more times than i have yes so you've digested it more times than i have and i will not disagree with you because i saw it i actually got to experience it in a theater unlike you that's true and I did know about, um, I was spoiled, so I got spoiled on how the movie would begin. Yeah, I also knew going in as well. Yeah, so it, it didn't shock me as much. But still, seeing it in a theater, and the movie begins, so the movie begins with a like a mass shooting, and then it turns into the movie that it is, so I just kind of got shook and I felt like the audience that my boyfriend and everybody else I was seeing it with was just kind of tense so it wasn't that great of a watch because I just felt this tension and then the movie ended with her doing her shitty ass performance because for 20 minutes it was ass 20 minutes of ass um so I came out of it being like huh I didn't not like it but it was huh and then I'm so glad you wanted to talk about it today because I rewatched it and it's probably one of my favorite movies. Not of all time, but it's up there. I think it's I mean, of recent great. memory, it's definitely one of my favorites. Well, but it already stood out to me before. Yeah. It's not a movie I forgot. But having rewatched it, it's definitely a movie that. I really enjoyed. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and like I told you, um, the songs, even though it's so in the movie, it's super clear. There's Sia songs. I guess she maybe got like her live band to arrange it or something on the actual album. If you stream it on Spotify, they sound so much better than the, shit they oh yeah because like i mean they have the them singing i think they had like natalie portman like singing during the actual filming so yeah and she sounds like shit uh, for sure it's like shit. no <laughs> doubt she doesn't sound good on the album either but at least they like no. mix her vocals with sia a little more so she like sounds presentable <laughs> yeah but on the album it gives you like that kesha like early 2010s vibe yeah it's it has fine. hits it has in hits. the context of the movie, we're like, you know, hits like hologram, EKG, uh-huh. EKG. That's a hit. EKG is the moment. E K, hit that EKG. KG. B. <laughs> Why are we always singing on this pod? I love to sing. <laughs> Okay, perfect time for me to stop because I'm literally pissing my pants. Are you? I'll just sing until you get back. Okay, perfect. Check the EKGB. Okay, I really am about to do full-on Vox Lux karaoke. And I'm going to want David to include this while she's peeing. Let's... What? Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to start with, um, I want to start with hologram. Okay, hologram, karaoke. Also, no one is going to be able to hear the music because I'll get in trouble with the law. Okay. Okay, I just searched hologram. It came up with Chris Brown. I need to get Vox Lux. Oh, it came up with Sia. That'll do. Okay, here we go. Are you ready, girls? Let's go. (laughs) Oh... Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like the, the movie, ver- okay, here we go. 
red-handed love, there is smoke and fire. <laughs> you are the greatest liar. I wish you'd disappear. Now I've seen enough of your dirty love. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. I can't. Ah, 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 ah. Of your dirty love. <laughs> this is so deranged. That song is out of my range. I can actually sing good karaoke, okay? I swear. I do American Life at karaoke. It's a sleigh. I can do Wet Ass Pussy at karaoke. It's a sleigh. I can do some Utada songs. These uh, Vox Lux songs are running my ass. Okay. Let's do Wrapped Up. Me the way... Please, I will follow, cause you're my last hope, I'll do anything you say. Oh wait, where's the lyric? I went too far down. My way, epic fail, save me from myself. So, by my hands, Ugh, I burped. Listen, listen well. Okay, get ready for the note. Here we go. <clears throat> so, teach me, show me what you've got. And in your words, <laughs> I will be wrapped up. Speak to me, you're my last hope, and I will say nothing and listen to your love. Did you fucking hear that? No. Hear what? Did you fart? No. You sh what? That giant, like, bang? No. Oh, okay, good. I really gave a whole performance. It's deranged. Oh, I... It's gonna stay in there. <laughs> I did two songs. Two songs? Oh, I should have gone to smoke a cigarette then. No, I want to clarify to everybody that I actually can kind of do karaoke, like, properly. But, like, I am drunk. It's the end of my day. I had so many cigarettes. Like, now was not the moment to be singing a song, like five octaves out of my register, but I still think I ate it, honestly. I ate hologram. How many how many cigarettes do you smoke a day? Like a pack? Um, not even because I don't smoke at work and I have to work from eight to like four thirty. So I usually only smoke like eleven a day, like half a pack. Pussy. But I smoke wait, what do you smoke? Because I smoke reds. I smoke, okay, so I used to smoke, um, well, right now I smoke Camel Yellow, and the reason I do that is because I used to smoke Winston Whites, so I thought yellow was the equivalent of, like, the whatever brand, like, the light ones, and then years after smoking them, I was told they're basically the reds. Wait, do you know what percent they are? Of what, like tar? No, like the nicotine. Well, I don't know. I just know I smoke. It's on the them. box, idiot. I, what do you do? You think I read the box? I just smoke that shit, oh, fatty. I, but reds are twelve percent. So, well, I smoke a pack of those at least a day. Well, I'm glad that I'm not as heavy as a smoker as all of my like straight edge friends like to paint me as. Pussies. Whatever. I can smoke a pack. If I'm drinking, though, it's a pack a night. Oh, if I'm drinking, it's like... Or... It's over. I will, okay. like, eat the cigarettes. If it's, like, drugs involved, I will... <laughs> I will smoke two or three. Okay, I have one more thing to say about Vox Lux. Um, is that I... The tension that you notice and that uncomfortable feeling is something that I, like, love in movies. If something, like, gets under my skin and makes me feel antsy or disgusted or traumatized it's like an instant slay for me 
So Vox Lux did that for me because of the very bizarre tone. And then it also succeeds for me because it is a camp classic. <clears throat> it's camp. I think I, well, I totally agree with you on the camp thing. But I also agree with you on that icky feeling. Yeah, I so, love an icky feeling. And I, I since I you told me to rewatch it, I rewatched it at 7, 7.30 in the fucking morning. So... I've got like that itch. So yeah. what other movies do you think would give me that feeling? Okay, so I have some recommendations that are way over the top and like might um be oh, too you much. Think I'm not over the top. I have a degree in film studies. Hello. Well have you seen Clearly I don't Irreversible by Gaspar No? Yes. Oh, you you have the Monica Bellucci moment. Yes, I'm Italian. You've co- yes. of course I watched a Monica Bellucci rape film. The Hello. eight minute anal rape scene. Yes, <laughs> I love that movie. Yes, she ate that. She did eat that role though. She really did, and she ate that little dress that she was in too. Yes, queen moments. <laughs> I just talked about this on my podcast about how people got upset with me because I was being insensitive about that movie. Also, the gay guy that who gets movie's... his head crushed with a fire extinguisher, Slay. That was the whole point of the movie, to feel just... <sighs> exactly. All the Wait. rage and disgust you could feel, which is why I love... Oh, my God, what's that movie that... Oh, my God, I was going to say Greta Gunberg. <laughs> no, that Greta Gerwig? Actress. No, that French actress for the rape movie from a few years ago. Oh, L, with L. The, is it, yeah, yeah. Wait, have you seen the Piano Teacher? Oh uh, no, I've never seen it. So you okay. keep bringing it up. But. Yeah, you gotta watch that next. Then, if you watch it this week, I'll rewatch it. We can talk about it next week. Okay, uh, sure. It has some really iconic diva moments, and also, I think that Isabel you and I pair. That's her name. Yeah, I can't say it so i was too embarrassed to um try <laughs> you can't say isabel no who pair it's too oh, european well, you for me who paired you know what i can like the amount of like european names i can say is like close to zero if your name's can not you like say my name david can you say my surname i don't know your surname i don't know your surname either <laughs> that's so disturbing isn't it Langley? <laughs> Isn't it Langley Chi Chi? <laughs> Isn't it Tyrell? <laughs> David Tyrell. That's probably going to be my son's name. Anyway. You've seen uh, Lars von Schur stuff before, right? Of course. Yeah, because I would also say that, like, uh, Dancer in the Dark, Breaking the Waves, um, that it has the icky feeling, too. Oh, but my favorite icky feeling from a. Lars Lars von Yeah. Trey Are you going to say Nymphomaniac? You're going to say Nymphomaniac. No. Um Melancholia. Oh, I love Melancholia. I showed that, that to my boyfriend have, for the first time this year. Mm. It was Melancholia and Requiem for a Dream. Those were the ickiest stickiest feelings I ever got. Were like you kind of can't shake the movie for a couple days. Dancer in the Dark as well. Yeah. Um I showed a, I mean, that last scene in Melancholia will just stay with you forever. Okay, Dancer in the Dark gives me a super icky feeling, but I feel like it's also tied to my image of who Bjork is as an as an artist or a person. Meanwhile, I don't really care about Kristen, not Kristen Wiig, Kristen Dunst and Michelle Ginsburg. Michelle Ginsburg? Michelle? Isn't, isn't Did you say name? Michelle Gainsbourg? It's Charlotte. <laughs> oh my god. Who the fuck is Michelle Ginsburg? I don't know. Were you thinking of Merle Ginsburg? Merle Ginsburg, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to Merle Ginsburg? <laughs> Merle Ginsburg and Melancholia, please. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as much as I'm loving this film combo, we need to move on to the Madonna song of the week. We had to skip the sex erotica stuff. We'll, we'll go back to it next week. Oh, yes. Because there's something else going to happen anyway. 
Oh, is there? Okay, well, we'll get on to it. Um, but yeah, so the Madonna song of the week is one I got to choose at long last. And um, in association Finally. with the Grammys, I picked one of Madonna's few songs to win a Grammy. I picked Beautiful Stranger from the Austin Powers. Beautiful Stranger. Boo, 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 boo. We're singing again. Well, actually, I'm surprised we didn't sing yet. I I got really excited to sing a Vox Lux song, but then I just kept forgetting them. What are you talking about we didn't sing? I sang two songs. I sang two full songs. Oh, yeah, sorry. I was missing for that. But it'll still be on the pod by the time I edit this. <laughs> I'm so ugly. <laughs> you know what? Come on. Let's just see whatever's left, and then... We'll we'll order after the show. I am so <laughs> ugly. Everybody talks at that... me like I'm not here. I'm so ugly. Sometimes your jaw slacks like the whole world just hits you at once. <laughs> I am so ugly. Killed thousands of gay men. Killed. Th- By the way, that Marina song, No Noise. No Noise. I feel like our thousands of gay men made more noise than her song did. Literally, Gang Bang made it famous. Like, I have not heard one person talking about it. No one killed thousands of gay men. Killed thousands of gay men. Fuck you, Elton John. Beautiful Stranger saved thousands of gay men. Beautiful Stranger... I'm looking at the so page cute. of Wikipedia. It says psychedelic pop slash disco. I don't see that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, th- I got introduced to this song because I hadn't heard it actually in my Madonna standing until I was working at Nordstrom and they used to play it on the radio every day. And I didn't even realize it was Madonna at first, but I was like, what is this bop? How old were you? I was like 19. So that was 15 years ago. Hmm. Oh, as you're one to talk. <laughs> For Christ's okay. sake. No, but honestly, this was this was one of the first Madonna songs that I honestly remember just being constantly played on on MTV. And this was legit one of my first introductions um to Madonna. So my cultural awareness of Austin Powers and Madonna, just them being tied together. Okay, actually, the video for it that has Austin Powers in it, I mean, the yeah. movie tie-in stuff is a little corny, but she looks so good on that stage, and the lighting is so cute. Yes. I don't think, I mean, it is corny in a way, but I don't but think it's But it's a movie so tie-in. It's supposed to be corny. Yes. And yeah. it comes from that era where where you could do that, where you could have the soundtrack and then the video be like clips of the movie and then clips of you dancing or singing to the song and it would all just tie together. Like, you can't do that no more. And can we talk about the fact that that was like, what, 1999 or 2000? And like 1999. Yeah. And Madonna had been in her career for a moment. Like, she was pushing two decades at that point, almost. And uh, like... She still gets to be, like, a very convincingly, like, sexy, like, alluring, very, like, fun, like, actual, like, pop star there. It's amazing to me. I mean, and I bring this up every episode, but, like, her enduring capacity to, like, really fashion herself as whatever image she wants, like, will never stop impressing me. And, like, in 1999, she was, like, still, like, really convincing in that role. I think it was just a great five or six years for her going from Ray of Light to this, to yeah. then music, to Die Another Day. Oh, I love then Die Another Day. Then the public fell off. Yeah, I love Die Another Day. Then the public fell off with American Life. They came back with Confessions. But those were grade five years where she was like, as somebody who grew up in that time... I remember Beautiful Stranger more than I remember any, like, Christina song. And I'm a fighter. I love Christina. Why are her stands called Fighters? Because she has a song called Fighter. I mean, it's what what is... Rina Sawayama calls her stands Pixels, so can't get worse than that. So, who cares? Um, 
my pixels. Everybody have a pet. Oh my god, I have a son with Elton John. He's a fucking pedophile. What? Can we talk about the fact <laughs> Elton John is a pedophile? I mean, he did Elton- tie you to that radiator and give you AIDS, as you revealed last episode. Okay, no, but for real, Elton John got raided by Scotland Yard for owning... This is not... I'm not joking. Elton John got raided by Scotland Yard for owning uh, pedophilic art. And so he got raided by the police because he had loaned it... Like, how stupid do you have to be to, like, first of all, buy this type of painting and then load it to somebody? Yeah, at least, like, Pee-wee kept his stuff at home. No, Pee-wee was not a pedophile. Pee-wee just jerked off at a porn theater. No, but he had lots of, uh, like, uh, old, like, fetish art in his house and stuff, which I'm pretty sure is probably the same deal with what Elton John did. No, no, no. It was, like, a, a piece of art. It was big. No, girl, like, Pee-wee had, like, tons of, like, old stuff like that. I mean, oh, I don't think it's a big Pee-wee. deal, because I don't, I, I don't think it was, like, And if we're talking pedophile as well, can we talk about Barbara Streisand and her whole, oh, the kids wanted to be there. Well, can we talk about Barbara Streisand refusing to, um, when she bought the rights to Larry Kramer's Faggots novel and to The Normal Heart, she refused to adapt them with uh, gay sex scenes in them? The Normal Heart, literally a play about AIDS, and she was like, I disagree with gay sex. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know what? I just have one thing to say. Wait, Fuck can I actually... Fuck you, Barbara Str- What? Well, of co- no, no, no. I- Go ahead. Well, all I was going to say is, Fuck you, Barbara Streisand. Fuck you, Barbara Streisand. Fuck you, Elton John. Fuck you, Dua Lipa. Oh my god, fuck you, Dua Lipa. Literally, fuck you, Dua Lipa. Fuck Album you. of the year. Fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck future nostalgia. Fuck you. <sighs> fuck you, Rina Sawayama. Stream Exodus, love you, Utada. <laughs> love you, Utada. Not that love you. bitch. Uh, and uh, fuck you, Cher. Yeah. Fuck you, Cher. Yeah. And Fuck if you, you're going to act like a bitch, then you're going to die like a bitch. Gang bang. <laughs> <laughs>